0: hey i'm rich hunter rice and welcome to our podcast the three percenters business coaching i want to inspire you that you can grow your business and that where you are for today doesn't have to be where you are tomorrow ali good afternoon to you so would you like to introduce yourself formally and what you do
1: I am Ollie Matthews and I am a health coach and functional medicine practitioner who primarily works with business owners um, over the age of 35 that have had to deal with stress and this just getting in the way of growing their business, getting in the way of their relationships and getting in the way of actually like really feeling awesome.
0: So you'll be telling me next that business owners over 35 feel stress, yeah?
1: Mm, probably only 99.99% of them.
0: <laughs> that low yeah. yeah really There's quite a few. that's very interesting go on um
1: well i mean there, there, there's a lot and there's different kind of markers that show stress but i think as well that like some people we can say that we're not stressed or we thrive off of stress which some people absolutely do there's there's some genetic things going on that actually people get addicted to stress so those people that are like well, why am i always stressed out and that their actual like subconscious drives towards stress, and then there's the people that like say, "Oh, I work well when I get to a deadline, and I smash it the night before, and all that sort of stuff." But your body still sees stress as that one thing, whether it's psychological, whether it's physiological, it still has a similar response, and that is what ends up happening when people have been working for a few years, and there's a story why over 35s. we'll get to that in a bit, but or people have been working for a few years, that the stress starts to hit them in different ways.
0: Absolutely. Completely agree. So what are the markers that you typically see?
1: The big one. I mean, I was at an event uh, with entrepreneurs at the weekend, uh, as we had a little chat before we actually went and hit record that didn't realize how much I needed an in-person event with like-minded individuals Uh, I'm in Norwich and it's a very small city so it was lovely to get out for the first time like fully out in like 18 months but the big marker I see and I just joke with a new client is that I spend half my life putting people to sleep and that marker is that people are waking up during the night or they're waking at 3, 4am and they're not able to get back to sleep as in like people think that it's normal so many people are doing it let me just turn the notifications off here so many people are doing it they're waking up and then we have people oh, i'm part of the 5am club smashing it. it's my most productive time and we have dips of energy later on the day or we fuel off of stimulants off of coffee and all these sorts of things but what we need to recognize is that just because something is common does not make it normal and it is not normal for your body to actually wake yourself up one, two, three, four, five times a night. And I know myself, when I look back at when I used to compete in bodybuilding, I would say that I was healthy. Looking back, there was no way that on a marker out of 10 of health, I was probably like two, three out of 10 uh, of, of health. I was waking up about five times during the night. I remember driving to London and I'd have to stop about four times. And it was a two hour journey. I to stop about four times to have a week. Like it it literally was that bad where I was stressed out. I would be just going to the toilet all the time and just waking up and I was tired. And that is one of the biggest markers that stress is having an impact on your body. And then we can go into things like brain fog. We can go into the afternoon dips. We can go into not able to lose weight. We can go into hormonal problems. We can go into with women like going into the menopause too early. all these different things show that stress is definitely having an impact on our body.
0: Very interesting. So many questions to ask. So, how did you get started in the first place? How did you end up doing this?
1: Well, I came in one way and until I realized my actual call-in. I was around like 18, 19, I was really overweight. And I decided, like you know, my friend took me to the gym, scared of going into the weight section, went onto the machines and I ended up losing and got addicted to it losing about 100 pounds and jumping on the bodybuilding stage and that was a massive transformation but as a result competing in bodybuilding seven times over the course of like between 2008 to 2012 i developed an eating disorder and an obsession with exercise almost to the point where i'd binge out and then i would go to exercise a lot and i just wouldn't have a life because I couldn't not take I remember going on the first date with chicken and broccoli in, in the cinema. I wasn't competing. I wasn't dieting for a show. I just went in with chicken and broccoli and didn't get a second date <laughs> for obvious reasons. Really? And, uh, actually a, a girl from work. And then we had to laugh and joke about it. Like uh, a few years later that, yeah, that, it was that obsessive and to the point where I missed my best friend's wedding because I couldn't take my own food. Uh, it was just the case that it wasn't a, a choice and, then I went into working with endurance athletes. And the story was that I couldn't help my sister. I'm the younger brother. My uncle's the the coach for City of Norwich Athletics Club. And it it was kind of like, oh, he wouldn't ask for help or that sort of stuff. So I was like, okay, screw this. I'm going to start working with endurance athletes and not just any endurance athletes tour de France, world champion triathletes, people in the Rio Olympics, like the top notch people. And I realized that I was working with them to get them from A to B as fast as possible. It wasn't focusing on their health. And then suddenly it hit me and I had this realization that what was actually going on was that I was trying to get control and everything like that, because I'd been through a big amount of trauma when I was younger. So rewind it that when I was younger, my dad, my mom and dad split up. My dad went out, to work on caravan parks, caravan sales, to then caravan sales manager, to then manage the the caravan, the vacation, the holiday park over here in the UK. And he got headhunted between different parks because he was really, really great at his job. And he was very, very stressed out. So he was, stress was shown with him with migraines, with not able to, being able to switch off. We'd see him school holidays and things like that, but it was obvious that he was stressed. He wouldn't drink, wouldn't eat loads of, like he had some alcohol. It wasn't that he was teetotal, but wouldn't go out and get wasted. Like it was migraines that were showing that he was stressed. And then when he was 47 years old, I was 15. um, He actually texted me on the Monday morning. The last text I got from him was that, did you get your money? And that showed like what it was Like, did you get your money love dad? And he'd sent some money through. And his prime thing was that he was providing for his family financially. Went into hospital with a migraine, had a stroke. And from that text on the Monday, when he was totally fine, Saturday night, we had to say, we need to switch off the life support machine. He'd had a stroke and he passed away. So he was 47 years old. And then going back to like we're working with athletes. I worked with a couple of entrepreneurs and then one guy, um, he a referral just based on like some health stuff that I'd done with someone. And I looked at his website when he signed, when he messaged me and I said, why is this guy messaging me that like Ollie in Norwich and it was Taylor Swift manager. Like, okay. Like we'll go on a call. And I was like, yeah, he's like having a laugh. He's not actually Taylor Swift manager or anything. And it was the guy that launched Taylor Swift's career, Rick Barker, well-known in the music industry, worked for pop idol and people like that. And he said, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I know what to do. I need you to tell me to do it. We, we laugh and joke now about that same message because we're good friends. And that it was, he was sick and tired. That he needed that accountability. Well, three months later, I'd been working with him, signed up, and I was in his house in Nashville. And we'd done this musician's health course. And like we had platinum plaques behind us. There was like Taylor Swift, there was loads of country artists, platinum plaques. And I saw firsthand what the health work was doing to him. He had a 15 year old daughter. So I was 15 when my dad died. My dad was 47. Rick was just like hit 50. Um, He has a son, he's got his wife. I saw how powerful that coaching was. And that was there right then that I realized that this wasn't about athletes. It wasn't about getting A to B as fast as possible. I could not help my dad. I was 15, I didn't have the power or the knowledge to be able to stop my dad suffering from what he suffered from. And that was there that I realized that people over 35, Usually, and I don't have that hard cut off. If someone's 34 or 33, it's just, most of my clients are over 35. Usually they've got a kid or two. They've got a husband, they've got a wife. They've seen what stress is doing and they're hiding it. I couldn't help my dad and I couldn't stop myself from losing my dad, but I wanna be stopping children from losing their parents before their time. And that that's my story of why
0: so it's such a powerful story and i've heard that from you before but it doesn't get any less powerful and it's all about you know we talk about changing lives and it can be done it can be really cheesy crap these these days and see people talking about changing lives and it's very throwaway comments but this kind of stuff you're doing literally is keeping people alive but he's changing lives of families as well not just individuals
1: yeah exactly and i think that i didn't really kind of realize the impact it's having. um until I start speaking to people about the things we've changed. And I started diving into functional medicine around 2017. Uh, what is actually possible? And I was just saying to a new client just before this call is that I look back at some of the things that we've impacted. And I've had clients that have been to the doctors for 20 years to try and fix sleep, not able to sleep through the night, try and fix their migraines. 20 years with the doctors and then six months with me, Like the doctors are like, well, why are you like coming off your migraine medication? that we've we've had people like a lady who had actually been told she's going through the menopause at 36, not perimen, actual menopause at 36. And I was like, okay, let's look a little bit deeper into this. We worked on her stress. We worked on her blood glucose management. She was going to the gym a lot. She was running a lot. We pulled back on that. And three, three, six months later, sorry, six months later, she went to the doctor and like, she wanted to have a kid and the doctor was like, this doesn't make sense. You're not going through the menopause now. And she had a period. And like, I was like, this is so, so powerful. Uh, she now has much more opportunity. Like, yeah, it, it, hopefully she'll be able to get pregnant soon. Uh, this, this is so powerful. When you see the results that people are having through managing their stress levels, you work a little bit like, unconventional in a way i don't just prescribe a diet i don't just prescribe a training program there might be a couple of supplements we need to add but the big thing is building those foundations of health is so powerful so powerful
0: very much so is that do you think that the problem is in the medical world though is they just trying to treat treat the symptoms they can see there and there. And they're not looking any further any deeper into the issue
1: oh definitely that we have um systems in our body and then like systems human organism and a lot of times the medical systems treat this treat the system but before that we have tissues and organs and then we get to um, cells and we have to look deeper back into like the cellular side of things as to what dysfunction is going on and i have no doubt that most doctors like want to help people and they're trapped in the system that doesn't allow them to do what they actually signed up for. And, and some of them like totally believe they're doing what they're doing, but like, hands up. Like, I say that I am not a doctor, I'm technically a functional med- medicine doctor, but I'm not a doctor in the general sense of the word. The, the system we have here, especially like in the NHS, like, health is a business. We're not going to get into the politics of it or anything like that, but health is a business. And in order to make a change, it has to go through so many different pathways. Like even for a doctor to change the way they're thinking, they're on targets, the, the appointment times have a certain target and so on, that it takes about 10 years to make a change. Most people with autoimmune conditions take about 10 years and like 15 different doctors before they're fully diagnosed with like deeper, like people have things like your Crohn's um, arthritis and different things like that, that like it takes so long to diagnose things. And even then with that the way the, the Western medical system works is that we wait until actual tissue damage rather than seeing the signs and treating them before it becomes permanent damage. And that is something, it does suit, like, seriously frustrate me. As you can probably tell, I get a bit passionate about this stuff, but, but there is another way with people. And there's something that I've been doing the last couple of months um, is that, yes, my one-to-one coaching, like I work with people that are usually earning six figures and above like the stress that's caused with that, but like, not everyone is able to afford that. But like every single month, my goal, I, I take on one person based on their specific budget and like to really be able to help that person. And I think like it's made like, I think some of that might be ego because it's made me feel really good, like to like, have that stuff, but it just makes health much more widely available.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting. Sorry Ollie is amazing and you can hear his passion about what everything he does just by listening to his voice tone and the information the knowledge he shares during this session is just absolutely phenomenal. I uh, highly recommend you go and check him out, and I'll put all the details in the show notes. Anyway, that's not what I'm here for. What I want to talk to you about is we've got a brand new uh, workshop. So Minerva Grove have created a brand new workshop, and it is entitled How to Close Your Next Free Clients This Week. The reason we've got the workshop is so many businesses are struggling. They don't want to sell. and It's basically holding them back. It's, a, it's affecting their revenues, cash flow. You name it, it's all there. So, sales is not necessarily have to be seen as a dark art, but it's what every business is built on. And whether you love or hate sales, you need to be better at it. And all I wanna do, I'm on a mission to change people's perception. So sales, right now, it should be fun. And it it should just form a natural part of your daily routine. I know this is gonna be a really bold statement, but by following our strategies, sales can be fun. You need sales. Imagine what more sales will do for you and your business. So join us for our brand new webinar um, and learn some simple strategies that are gonna 10 times your conversion rate, get you more yeses and mean you close many more details no matter what industry you're in. Check it out across social media. Hit our our website, uh, minervagrowth.co.uk. Um, There's live versions recorded versions. I want you to be empowered and best of all the training is free of charge So how to close your next three clients this week? I look forward to seeing you very shortly anyway back to Ollie. Very cool. Um, my next question is normally around what's your motivator, but I think we've covered that now quite large so What's happened to the business in the last year year and a half? obviously the world's been through what we've been through and, you know, there's been struggles and whatever else. What, what, how did that affect your business?
1: Uh, it, it got impacted as, as you can imagine. Luckily, like not to say luckily, because that that's like, how we've built our business, Like, so oh, lucky I was able to keep working and things like that. Like we've built our business in a certain way that my clients all online. Now, one of the things I did have before was that in 2019, I think I went to America like four or five times. Budapest, Croatia. Um, I, I travelled to see clients, and I stayed with a client doing like what we call an intensive, where we make sure everything is in place in that week, which builds an amazing relationship. So, bearing it, like, wasn't able to travel for that stuff. So yeah, there was a little bit of a hit with that, um, and then a couple of clients that they own businesses, like their business got hit a lot more than mine, so they they had to stop, but. I've managed to keep working all the way through uh, when I was actually doing personal training with people uh, before the, the health coaching side of things that that was in person. And I dread to think what would have happened if, like I know very many like loads of friends, like many friends that are trainers and they had to literally go online from in person overnight. So their income was literally cut a hundred percent overnight and they had to build up from the ground and like, when we talk about stress, that that is going to be a very stressful place. So, uh, um, yeah, growing again, now, um, it would be nice to be able to, uh, as we spoke about, we were supposed to be going to an event. That's where we met in the group for the event. And it would be lovely to be saying we were still going to that event, but with restrictions, it's just not easy to travel at the moment. So I think like how has business been hit? It's the travel, it's the restrictions. Financially it's been hit a bit, but it could have been a lot worse. And, at the event at the weekend, like I don't look forward to traveling unless it's like in this country at the moment because there was guys coming in from America, Europe, and places like that, and just getting testing was stressful enough for them, right? and then having to get their day two test and it was being special delivered at their Airbnb or the event, and then tests were late. It's very hard to travel, um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think as well, like hopefully, I'm very hopeful that people will have a bit more of an interest in their health after the last 18 months.
0: I hope you can see that already. The trend's definitely there. I just hope it kicks around. It's here for next, you know, the next period of time as well and just doesn't fizzle away. But yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think the travel part is the, it's the one frustrating thing now. And I think as soon as we can travel freely and safely, that's, that's going to be just an absolute game changer for us all. Okay. So what's next? What's next for the business?
1: Um, I started pushing, like, as I say, like the last couple of months, I've been like working with like one person a month that I really want to help, um, based on where they currently are. So I want to do a little bit more of that side of things, but growing more specifically with um, like working with the business owners. And I got an idea at the weekend. So I got my two books, the One Day Body Upgrade, uh, Male and Female Edition. And they were launched like 2018 and 2019. And I've written them about six, eight months before. So the information in there is still very relevant, but I've learned a lot since then. Now, at the weekend, I wrote a book. Uh, Not wrote a book. That that would have been great. Wrote a framework for a book. And it's called Letters to My Dad Memories that a 15 year old, uh, that stress stole from a 15 year old boy. And what it is, is that hopefully people will be able to read the book and start thinking about, do I want my child to lose these memories? So it's going to start off like going through my last time I was with my dad. And it'll be very emotional to write it. And I've got the frameworks for each chapter. Then it will go through his funeral. Then it gets, takes a twist. It'll go through the day I got my GCSEs and went home and spoke to my dad and shared the celebration with my dad for that. The day I passed my driving test when I picked my dad up and took him for a drive. The day i was like 18 and able to go for a pint and took my dad for a pint when i got married and he was there on the on the top table like all the memories i should have had but stress stole from me so it should be quite a typical like nothing fancy book where it's just we're actually like just a normal life but because the focus wasn't on managing stress these memories are actually fictional not uh, uh, uh yeah so fictional and i want to put a tip in every chapter to allow you to manage stress so that's kind of what's next in a fun way of looking at it um but i, I want to also be traveling as well like that that would be another like, i'd love that to be happening i've got a client in new zealand and um i was on a call with him yesterday and then suddenly like he got a message as we we're on the call that they were locking down again so ah that throws another spanner in the works there but Hopefully next year, I'll be able to go and see some of the clients outside of the UK.
0: Absolutely. So when's the book going to be out?
1: I'd like to say six months. So where's that?
0: So early part, early part next year, 2022?
1: I'm going to say March the 5th, my dad's birthday. That would be powerful, right? That's a great goal. I think that, that would be powerful to actually do that. Um, It was his 20 year anniversary um, in July this year. So yeah, like, if I can do it and then release it on March the 5th, I think it's, it's possible.
0: And there's um, your accountability right there.
1: Oh, exactly. Exactly. I've got the chapters down. I wrote another like outline for a book called The Stress Stomach Solution, but that was sitting on my phone for a year. So I really think letters to my dad. And the title might change a little bit, like, as we know, but I really feel the concept of that. Mm. I was getting yeah, quite emotional in the chapters. Like, it's pretty powerful. It doesn't have to be a long book either. Like, I'm not just going to spread it out into page after page. I want to get the emotions of what it would have meant to have him there. Like meeting is like, we've not got a, a grand, a, a grand, a child yet, but I've got niece and nephew like meeting those kids for the first time. Like, what it would have felt like with the family being there around then. And then like the last chapter is actually going to be his, what should have been his funeral. Like when he was like in his eighties or nineties or whatever. And I think that it'll be super powerful to have that.
0: 100%. Absolutely. It sounds amazing. Okay. So what's, what's the best bit of advice you've ever received?
1: I'd say there's two, Like one from my dad is that if you are less than five minutes early, you're late because I hate being late, which me and my wife have arguments with all over the time. That's just one of the little things. But, um, (laughs) Okay. it got kind of repeated to me again at the weekend is that be you because everyone else is taking it. because I, I used to suffer from imposter syndrome. And I was talking about a friend mm-hmm. who's doing similar stuff to me um, and like awesome stuff. And we're doing awesome work. And like, it was actually that friend who said, look, look at the impact you're having on people. Like, you're not me. Like You're an introvert. I'm an extrovert. We have different personality types, but look at the impact we are both having on people. They are just as powerful as each other that show that just continue to be you. Don't try and be anyone else. And it showed after the weekend with the amount of people that um, are wanting to talk further. Just because you go into something without an agenda, you be yourself and people get to know that real person. Because the problem that we have nowadays, right, with social media is that it's easy to be someone else when you're on social media but it's hard to keep that person up So especially myself when I stay with clients when I meet clients like it'd be easy like for them to see who the real ollie is and if I wasn't that person on social media then it'd be all lies
0: you'd be, be called out very quickly I think one of the things I love especially now the current trend very very much around it has been the last few years about being authentic and that whole authenticity you know, be yourself, stop trying to be something you're not, and you can, you're allowed to be yourself, and we've all got our own quirks, and we're all very different, but you know what, if you're passionate about what you can do, and you're authentic, then I firmly believe you'll be successful.
1: Yeah, definitely, I know like people have said that uh, like before, you want to work with like really high-earning entrepreneurs, you have to have your suit on, and everything like that, I said, I don't wear a suit most of the time, I'm usually in basketball shorts, like, they're not like scruffy basketball shorts, or scruffy joggers, like, I'm just comfy. Uh, I prefer comfy. I worked in the corporate world for a long uh, Another thing where I wear a suit, like it's, we're not been able to get together, but I go to a group where we wear a suit once a month, and uh, that's enough for me. Like, I feel a bit restricted in there, especially when I can't get my arms up when I'm wearing the, the bloody suit. But like, it, it's once we be ourselves. Like I'm Ollie. I love hip hop. I like basketball. Like that's who I am. And like the amount of conversations I had, like one of the people that wants to chat to me about work. And he literally saw my shoes on Saturday and was like, oh, are they they Chicago Bulls? And we got chatting, he loves basketball. We were chatting about growing up, watching Michael Jordan and it was built rapport. Another guy, we were talking about hip hop music and how I produce and all that sort of stuff. And it's just like, there's so much, like even if you don't think that, you've got things that people will resonate with. I pretty much guarantee that there's going to be something. You just have to talk about it.
0: Absolutely. The world's a big place these days. It's seven, eight billion people out there. Someone's going to be into what you're talking about, the kind of stuff you do. So it's just finding those people, but absolutely, 100%. Uh, Very insightful as always, Ollie. Always love the conversations we've had. And, you know, you are very, your story is amazingly inspiring. So if anyone wants to reach out and get in contact with you, what's the best way of getting in contact?
1: Uh, You can get me on Facebook, um, Ollie Matthews with an IE, or Ollie Jordan Matthews is my personal one. Um, Either one is going to get a response if you message me. But also ojayhealth.com. So ojayhealth.com. Uh, that's my website. There's a um, let's talk on there, um, so you can contact me through there. Um, yeah, and, and OJ Health on Instagram.
0: Fantastic. Well, appreciate your time. Thank you very much. I look forward to speaking to you shortly.
1: Cheers for having me, Rich.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to the Three Percenters Business Coaching Podcast. Be sure to follow me on social media, Rich Hunter Rice or email me on rich at minervagrowth.co.uk. We'd love to your feedback. We'd love to hear how you found this and any ideas you have for future episodes, please get in contact. That's Minerva Growth, advancement through growth.